I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 77, and today we are going to be talking about wishful manga adaptions. So we mm-hmm. can take that in many different directions, what manga we want to see put into anime, what mediums would we want to see as an anime form. And uh, so with me today, I am stupid awesome analyst Jonathan, I also have my bro Andrew, the hard man with harder opinions. Hello. And then also joining us is Evan from the Boston Bastard Brigade. Hey guys, how's it going? Oh man, Evan, what's with your voice? <laughs> uh, what's with your voice? Yeah, okay, so last night, me, Jonathan, Evan, Christine, and Victor, yeah, Victor all, fr- <laughs> all parts of Wicked Anime and and the Boston Bastard Brigade, yep. uh, went to a concert last night. We went to go see uh, Survey Says, The Toasters, and Five Iron Frenzy. They it were... was a ska show. Yeah. Ska! Ska! They were uh, they were playing in Boston, and we went, and we've had these tickets for months. Yeah, like three yes. months. Yes, no, longer than that, huh? I, I talked remember. about how on our on a No Borders Race, how hard it was to get these tickets. Like, yeah, yeah. which is weird because it was totally not hard to get the tickets at all. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, today of the recording is actually dubbed Five Iron Frenzy Day because today was the day ten or almost eleven years ago at this point where they broke up and then they reformed. And they came out with a new CD like ten years after they had broken up, which was amazing because they're right. my favorite. Yeah. So. Which yeah, which today they released their a new EP, EP. Yeah, which yes. has B sides and an original song that was never released. Which I which I uh, listened to it and they got some really good tracks on there. I will admit some of them do sound like B sides, but that's why they're on the B side album. But yeah. there are some right, tracks right. that are like super worthy of being on the like yeah, between uh, the pavement and the stars was like an amazing track. Essentially, it's deleted scenes yeah, from their right. album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm wearing my hoodie right now that I bought at the concert. Can you actually believe that they only charge $30 for this? For a sweatshirt, yeah. Yeah, for an awesome sweatshirt. For yeah. an awesome sweatshirt. And I, I, made, I talked to you about this, guys. And um, when I went and saw Roger Waters back in 2010, they had the exact same thing for him. He was charging $90 for it. What? <laughs> wow. I, don't, I believe it, though. It's Roger Waters. He's just like, was it woven <laughs> with solid gold? Or laced with heroin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, oh, it's acid. Acid. 
Oh yeah, acid. Yeah. <laughs> but oh man, like at the concert yesterday, every band killed it. First time we saw yes. the Toasters, and they they were the oldest band. Yeah, and there. we've been like, listening yeah. to the Toasters forever. Yeah, we've been listening to them forever. But we never saw them. They killed it. Yeah, Absolutely it was killed, it. and everybody had a blast. Like uh, everybody in the audience was having a really good time. Yeah, survey yeah. says they opened up, and they they were a great opening act. They got everybody so super hyped. Yeah, if you guys they were great, they track. were funny. I I think they're great. I'm yeah. I'm really happy to have been able to meet them too after their show. Yeah, um, they're kind of difficult to look up. At least the last time we saw on YouTube, so you can't check out. You can see some live stuff from. They them got some on good YouTube. tracks. Now they have a couple music. Yeah, videos. but you can also listen to a track being spun on Evan's show on the coming upcoming episode, right? Yep, that is correct. Oh, Thank right. you so much, Survey Says, for letting me uh, play one of their songs on their show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we get to meet a bunch of people too. Yeah. Like, I mean, like they were just like the that's the cool part about these little shows, the ones that we like to go to, is just because all the band members are just standing around. Yeah, I've never yeah. paid more than thirty dollars for a concert ticket. Yeah, ever. And, and those, those are, are the, the best. Concerts. Yeah, those are the best concerts. We put on killer shows. Yeah. So. Yeah. But eventually, we talk about anime on this we show. We do talk about anime on this podcast. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna start off by ringing the news bell. News. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, it's a small news segment today, but we got some pretty newsworthy stories. First up in media news, this is like our top story that we were talking about. There were a couple arrests in Japan recently. Yes. About yes. people who were stealing Shonen Jump Weekly. Yeah. Or they weren't stealing Shonen Jump, they were buying Shonen Jump Weekly, but then they were translating it into English and putting it on uh, Manga Panda. Yeah, okay, so Manga Panda is one of the top scanlation sites. At the moment, you, uh, you yes. know, um, it used to be one manga. Everybody would go to one manga and read scanlations, and they got shut down. Then Manga Fox uh, really rose to the top, but Manga Fox are deleting all of the licensed ones that yeah. they have. If it's licensed here in America, then they then you cannot read it on Manga Fox. Uh, and now Manga Panda has everything, and Manga Panda is rising to the top. You, and then you have crappy ones like Manga Reader, and uh, technically they're all crappy because it's really not something. It's piracy. It's not kosher. Yeah. yeah, it's piracy. Yeah, arrests were made in Japan. Yeah, but that's yeah. typical. That's typical for illegal acts, you know. And yeah. But so why is this news story important? It's because for the first time ever, we saw Viz Media getting into the mix. Yeah. They made a statement really? on it. Yep, yeah. Viz, Viz spoke up and made a huge statement uh, against anti-piracy. Because the one that they were caught by, everybody knows that this stuff goes on, but they were caught because they uploaded the recent, re, uh, the recently translated chapter of One Piece. One Piece. And right. so... You know, it's it's like if you're going to be dealing with medias that are really popular, eventually you're going to get burned. Yeah. Right, anyways, exactly. So what does this mean? Like, why at this point, when there has been so many scanlations stolen and so many arrests made in Japan already, why is Viz Media getting into the mix right now? I think it's because Viz Media wants to start up and get into the scanlation mix too. As in, they want to stop anti-piracy when it has to do with scanlation. So, so kind of like um, how Crunchyroll has their own manga section. Right? Yeah. And I like, do believe that they have One Piece on Crunchyroll in the manga section, too. Do they really? Really? I think so. They do have the anime, so it would make sense. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But, uh, ooh, that gives me a good uh, one for one that I want to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for our topic today. Yeah, so, like... Why? Uh, but but I I think that Viz wants to start doing the same thing in America because we all know that there, if anybody can read Jap Japanese, then they're going to 
translate manga. I wonder if Viz wants to get into the, you know, law-abiding citizen mix and uh, and stop anti-piracy in the West. Interesting. That's kind of what I that's kind of what I'm reading for it because otherwise why would they get on on board with such like an old statement? Right. Well, there's don't aren't they don't they have like sort of like their own like Shonen Jump that they publish weekly with the updated manga and such as well? Do they? I think they do. I'm not really sure. I mean, you could be right, but uh I mean, I think the the point that I'm I'm making here is I I think that you know they have a right to do it. I mean, it's a business, mm-hmm. and, no, no, and you know absolutely. they're taking away from their they're taking away from from their business every time that you steal something, especially something that they have licensed. Oh yeah, and no, yeah. and I absolutely agree with it. I unless I can buy the manga here in the states, I'm not going to read a scanlation of it. Yeah, uh, right. Mostly because when you have art that is created by an artist, and this is this what you put food on their table with you know yeah. they don't right. get money when you read it for free online that's why i bought every single volume of naruto that's why i bought every single volume of gangsta it's the reason why i bought every single volume of black lagoon right however there are there, there has been statements by people in the manga industry who have said they haven't been hurt by scanlations because it makes new fans this is true right it, that is true because most of the time as well people will read the manga, and then they'll go buy it. Right. Yeah. Which I've also done before. Yeah. Right. And That's kind of like how I did with um, Hayate the Combat Butler. I was a huge fan of the anime, and when I saw that they were the, 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 it was based on a manga, I started reading the scanlations. But then when Viz Media started releasing them here, I just bought them legally because I wanted to support it. I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm wondering if scan- we're going to see scanlation completely disappear forever. Kind of like how fans almost disappeared entirely when Crunchyroll went legit. Yeah, exactly. This is, yeah, true. Yeah, because you you can't go onto YouTube anymore and just watch anime that you've never seen. Yeah, there are still sites up that take it, but what I've been noticing is that all the sites now that do fan dubs are no longer fan dubs. They are literally the rips from those websites like Daisuke.net, Crunchyroll, Funimation... They are just ripping that media right off the website and uploading it. Hmm. So nobody's even doing work anymore. They're just stealing the work from the paid sites. Now that's just half-assed. <laughs> yeah, and wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Very and wrong. wrong. But I'm just <laughs> saying, first off, that's half-assed. Second, that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look at this. Crunchyroll releases all their media for free eventually. Yeah. Hulu, you can get most of the media for free eventually. Funimation, I don't know what you're doing. I mean... Well, you see, the thing about Funimation (laughs) is that um, the the majority of their stuff shows up on Hulu, so they don't even bother with that. I think Viz Media stuff uh, shows up on Hulu, too. No, it does. That's where I watch One Punch Man. If you're going to do illegal things, do it right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, so Wicked Anime is against piracy, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. We have to make that statement, regardless of whether or not we believe it's true. No, we believe it's true. <laughs> no, 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 it is true. I, I don't believe in piracy. I mean, back in the day when there was like a whole thing where if you were to like download an album or anything like that because it only had that one good song, yo, that was okay back in like 2003. But now that we have iTunes where you could just download that one song and forget about the rest of the album, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Learning and growing. <laughs> Ding! 
<laughs> okay, time to move on to some strange news. Yeah. We don't have any gaming news. We don't have any gaming like news. Well, we should. No, yeah, we do. What? Um, Linkle showed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Female Link. Yeah, yes. Hyrule Warriors is backing Linkle, which is really funny because they that finally was... made Zelda a girl. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. Hey, wah, hey wah. jokes on you, female cross players. You've been yeah. cosplaying as Linkle the entire time. <laughs> yeah. So. All those Rule 63s never existed! <laughs> so the news is is Hyrule Warriors is adding Linkle, which is the female version of Link, which essentially is a fan-created character. And now Nintendo actually took that fan-created character and was like, Hey, look, everybody's been asking us to make Link a female. Here you go. Like, it's not in, a, in her own game, but here's a female Link. You yeah, know, it's she, just, and I mean, who, who though, knows? Too, because... They, it could lead to a game in the near future. Yeah, that w- which would be kind of cool. But like, also, it's like, what's the difference? Like, what's the difference between having Link being a, a male or a female? Does it really, does it really change the story that much? You know? Yeah. Like, it, it, well, essentially, it's still the same story. You know, save yeah. the princess and. Or would yeah, it be and, saving the prince this time around? Maybe. That, maybe. I prince mean, Zelda. Linkle? Yeah, that would be that would be an interesting turn. But even still, at the core, does it really change anything? It doesn't. I mean, no. even if even if Zelda was still a princess and you had Linkle as the main character, it doesn't really change the story at all. I like playing as cute killing machines. Yeah. I like <laughs> playing as females who like to kill things, that is why my Monster Hunter character is a female. The day, the day it's, after, it's sexy. <laughs> the day after Linkle was announced, I saw a web comic for the pitch for Lonk, uh, female Link, but like <laughs> female Link still, but like a death by snoo snoo, Amazon warrior <laughs> Linkle. No, Lonk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, no. funny. That's <laughs> wicked funny. That's too much for Evan. Mm-mm. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but no. Okay, so time to move on to some strange news. I well, mean, well, well, no, 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 no. Let me ask you guys, because um, with a little bit more of a gaming, you guys watched the trailer for Senran Kagura Estival Versus, right? Oh, this is true. And yeah. We, yeah, we even posted it on uh, Wicked Anime. Dude, uh, Wicked I Anime totally page. forgot about that. Yeah, it coming out like... this winter here in America, it's Dynasty Warriors with nakedness. <laughs> And it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it I, does. I, I will shamelessly, actually, no, with shame, say that I'm <laughs> going to buy that game. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of the uh, transformations for it. Yeah, well, there's transformation sequences, but every level also has like when you lose on yeah. it, and every character has like a oh my clothes exploded animation, but like it's the only time that you actually see all the characters naked. But like there's no nudity or anything like that. Yeah, it's all that conveniently placed Place, like, arms and legs, yeah. hair uh, censorship. Yeah. Well, no, they, it's the the, light, the the magical beams of light. No, they don't even do the magical beams of light. No, they uh, do because I, I played it at, at E3. They do the magical beams of light. Uh, when do they do the magical beams of light? Because I didn't, I didn't see any in the trailers. I, I, dude, they had it in the one where it was the girl that she got flung over and she spun around the stripper pole. Yeah, what the the footage that I saw it for, there were no beams of light. Huh? Yeah. Because I saw it. I wonder. I wonder either if that. <laughs> hey, would, man! If... I would know. I watched it at least three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, okay, so I wonder if that is a post-E3 footage or pre-E3 footage. Like, I wonder if they added the beams of light in after because they had to. Like, somebody actually saw the game and was like, no, you can't have that. So No, they- because it... Because it's it's sort of like the running gag. Like remember in Edotama where they did the whole gag about the beams of light. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's ah, on the cells. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's all right. When a Blu-ray comes out, then then you'll be able to see everything. No, they can't. It's on the cells. Yeah, yeah. these are drawn on the cells. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll put the link in the description to show exactly what I was showing. And show you how the link is on the is on our Facebook page too. It, yeah, it's yeah, we, already there. I posted. Yeah. I shared the thing. Really? Because I think I did too. Oh no, maybe I saw yours. This is falling apart. Anyways, <laughs> now let's move on to some strange news. Okay. 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 Yay. So check this out. Uh, there's this first story that I saw. G- okay, so we had the um, the Paris tragedy happen. All across the internet, we had the pray for Paris hashtag pop up. Mm-hmm. Well, there was also uh, pray for Beirut because there were bombings in Beirut as well. Right. Now, there were people doing this this whole string of hashtags. One was pray, you know, for Paris, mm-hmm. pray for yep. Beirut, and then hashtag pray for Japan. And pray for Japan was because there was a report of a 0.7 magnitude earthquake off the shore of Japan. And this was the south shore this time. Yeah, where yes. they were in, in threat of another tsunami. Now, word got to Japan about this hashtag pray for Japan, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? And they were like, 0.7 magnitude earthquake off of our shore happens all the time. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> there, there was, so everybody in Japan had no idea why this hashtag was popping up all over social media, because they were like, what? And uh, the statistics show that everything that was popping up for the hashtag pray for Japan, they were all from the statistics of the 2011 earthquake that happened Jeez. in Japan. So, uh, while there may be other reasons to pray for Japan, maybe some unseen right now, there's no reason to pray for Japan. <laughs> get rid of that. Get rid, get rid of that hashtag. Because everybody's like, what are you talking about? We're fine. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, at this current moment, no need for that hashtag. Save it for later. And uh, lastly, in Strange News, I have this game that was... Uh, taken off of Steam like days after its release, and there, there, this game had been around for a while, or at least the development for it was. But it was put onto Steam, and I guess Steam didn't know what they were getting into because it was this little girl simulator where you were just as a little girl dressed in like gym bloomers and like gym uh-huh. attire. Okay, and all you did was run around the streets of Japan, headbutting perverts in the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. That's what the whole game was about. And it ended up on Steam. And, like, it took two days for them to be like, uh-oh. <laughs> I think we should stop this. And they took it down. Interesting. Yeah. So, I I mean, I remember when this game was in development. And I can't remember for the life of me where it was. It was probably on, like, Sankaku Complex or something. Because like, that's the only yeah. place that would seriously, like, that would seriously even consider... Uh, reporting on this game. And so maybe Steam had no idea what it was because they didn't find any anything about it. And then it went up, and then they saw it, and they were like, oh, that can't happen. So uh, so that's as strange as it gets. Nice. Um, 
other than uh, that was kind of strange gaming news. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was like a little mix of gaming news, but it was definitely more strange. I think because like, what are people thinking? Did that one come from Japan? I, I don't even I don't even know if the game came from Japan. I guess I'll find out. Other than than that, we don't really have any any other of our sections unless for a fetish of the week we can consider a tentacle that's wielding a knife. Yep. <laughs> Victor Jump uh, sent us that article last night after we had left the concert. Yeah. Yeah, because I had, I had brought this up during our dinner. It was like, yeah, hey, you did, did you hear about this guy who invented a tentacle with that wields a knife and he can't turn it off? <laughs> yeah. Like that. <laughs> See, that's just, like, the funniest thing to me. It's just, like, the most most dangerous... What do you call those things? Those, no, uh, those no. sprinklers? Oh, the, like... Oh, yeah, the... From the 90s. <laughs> yes. Uh, I forget. Why didn't we think of the name of them? The, it's, like, the wiggly... I don't know. Um. Anyway... But Could you imagine that? Just I, wielding well, knives? I, I kind of just remember... Yeah, I kind of imagine, like, um... One of those inflatable tube mans, like out in front of like a car lot, but except it's a tentacle with a knife. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> no, but like that's the funny thing. It's just like, well, I've turned this on. We, we don't go in that room anymore. Like that's. He's <laughs> like, what's it, what's behind that door? I don't know what you're talking about, man. What's behind the door that's a, that has the sign "Danger Tentacles" on it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's my danger tentacle room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just gotta. What I mean. What is it plugged into? Is it gonna like? Yeah, right. Is it plugged in so it has an infinite amount of energy? He's like, I yeah, guess is I it can't. plugged into the wall? Did he create a wall outlet so that so we have to cut the power to his just like house <laughs> and turn it off, or like wait till the battery dies, like, <laughs> or wait till the power actually goes out, or something it's like, like oh, that? Oh crap! I, I hooked it up to a car battery. <laughs> yeah, it's never gonna die. Somebody somebody crashes into a telephone pole outside of his house, kills his transformer, and the first thing he does, he runs into the tentacle room and and unplugs it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's just the funniest thing. Turned on a knife-wheeling tentacle cannot turn it off. Like, that's so my fetish. Yeah. It's just so funny. Just, I just, I'm gonna get you. It's the, yeah, it's the I'm vision. It's just the, the vision of this tentacle arm just with a knife. Just like, what was he thinking? Like, what was he thinking? Link in the description. It's a nine gag. And that was Japan's fetish of the week? I guess. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I did go to a con, however, as you all probably noticed, unless you mistaken Andrew's voice for mine at any point, uh, that I was not on the last episode of the podcast. That's because I was in Florida at a con called ShadowCon. Yes. I think we already discussed my con- convention. Man, when yeah, you Rhode did. Island yeah, Comic-Con. Rhode Island Comic Con, which was cool. You got to meet a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I actually, you, you met Will Friedel. Uh, and yes, I, I met his season one best friend from Boy Meets World, uh, Jason, Jason Marston, <laughs> which was a dream of mine because he w- he was like Jason Marston was the voice of my childhood, I- our childhood. I mean, like remember when we would come home from school and watch the Weekenders on Disney? Oh yeah, as soon as we got home, we would watch the Weekenders. Yeah, he, he played, played Tino. Tino, yeah. Uh, and then uh, he was uh, the reason why he was there was because it was the twentieth anniversary of a Goofy movie. And he played Max Goof in a Goofy movie. Oh, that's All right. right. He did. Yeah. yeah. He did his hayuk on stage. It was, it was, did, yeah. did he really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. That was so cool. It was awesome. And then, uh. Now you went with Cap, right? I did. I went from Cap with Nerdy Show. And, um, he, he's not really into the anime convention scene. Uh, this, I think, was this his first anime con? I don't, I'm not really sure. That's why he sends us. 
Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it, it was at this country club, this super swanky country club. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where some of the problems first started was because it didn't take place in a hotel. So we had to take a shuttle bus every day to where we were going because it was like a quarter of a mile walk to where we were going. And yeah, well, that's not bad. It was 85 every day, you know. Uh, it actually didn't rain at all either, which is interesting. This this con was in Tampa. They, they had two buildings. One was for panels and one was for stuff. And... It was, the con was, I have to admit, only okay. It was, a, it's six year running, and it still kind of felt like a clubhouse meeting. Yeah. Everybody who was up on stage, they had events, like they had uh, the Final Fantasy Ball, they had the break dance Breakdown, and everybody who went up on stage, they were using, like, acronyms for it, so they were calling, like, BDBD and FFB. And, like, for people like me and Cap who were sitting there, we were, we were saying, what are those things? We don't know. <laughs> like, we, we never knew what they were talking about because we, we didn't know. The, the opening ceremonies were, like, an hour and a half long. It was the longest opening ceremonies I had ever seen. Damn. And, yeah, and it's because they went through, like, all the rules and regulations. Everything that was in the con guide, they, they brought the head of security up on stage and they went through all of the rules and everything, which I'm picturing people dressed in black with giant whips and like, all right, here are the rules. Yeah, they were uh, no running in the halls. Yeah, they had uh, they had security guards from like Square Enix games, like like those guys in black suits and ties. Yeah, with batons. Oh, the Secret Service. Shinra, Shinra Secret Service. Yeah, they didn't. But although some of them actually did look like they could fit the part pretty well. Like, the (laughs) security guys were, like, legit security guys. They were, like, bouncers. So if they were explaining the rules here, did you have to go? Like, was it mandatory con? Yeah, right. No, I don't know. For everybody. Like, could you just be, like... They're going to go through and read every single rule. All right, see ya. Yeah, Bye. there was like, easily... There were, well, they did that all before they introduced the guests. So, like, it took, like, an hour before they introduced the guests. What? And, yeah. <laughs> and then they, uh... They're, oh. The con didn't really pay attention to a lot of their panels. So the reason why I went there to do the panels... Uh, my wife, who's not weird, only had, like, 20 to 30 people who attended our, our panel. The Every room could hold up to 150 people, and only 20 to 30 people came. There were no microphones, and we only had, like, 48-inch TVs to hook up to. So it was no really microphones. Hard to, yeah, so it was really hard to reach the audience, although there were only 30 people in the room, so I could shout and, you know. It's a good thing we kill or at pantomime. Anime Boston. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing we kill at Anime Boston. Yeah, and then yeah. at midnight... We, and then at midnight, we had our hardcore anime panel, which it was like 15 to 20 people showed up. And uh, it was still fun. You know, people really got into it and everything like that, but I had never been so under-attended before. And uh, it happened, one, it happened during the rave. Like, the rave happened at, started at midnight, and our panel was at midnight. So that was kind of a big problem. <laughs> Yeah. Like, mm, should we watch hardcore anime or go to the rave and take tons of bath salts? <laughs> decisions, decisions. Dude, bath salts aren't in style anymore. Yeah. Uh, that, Florida doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that joke is dated. <laughs> but we also went to this really awesome show too. There was a voice actor who was on the original Digimon series back in the day and he was a hypnotist. And is that really who that was? Yeah. Cuz you showed me the video of the hypnotist, but I thought he was just a hypnotist. And I was like, why is no, there a hypnotist he, at the Yeah. Why, yeah, yeah why is there a hypnotist at this convention? Yeah, he used to be a voice on Digimon. He was uh <laughs> 
I wish you told me that. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. I like I have to give them merit for getting a hypnotist because I I think a hypnotist is one of my favorite forms of stage acts. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah, it's so good. I, I I'm just like completely impressed by it every single time. Uh, so overall, con was okay. Met some really awesome people. Uh, saw some really awesome acts. Mm-hmm. We got to do our thing. We did our wicked anime thing, which was awesome. Oh, bought some really cool stuff in the in the room. The, they actually this was the first con I ever went to where they had Japanese snacks available. Oh, yeah, and because they got these love anime. live puchos. And actually, I'm gonna we're gonna have a video soon someday. Me and Cap trying all of the snacks that we had at the con, <laughs> and it is gonna be such a good video. I, I promise you. Yeah, I've previewed the raw footage. It's pretty funny. It's it's gonna be so good. It's gonna give uh, you diabetes. Yeah, I know. I'm afraid of that. Lots of Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah. So many Kit Kat. <laughs> All right, so that was it for my con. Let's go move on to what we're watching, how about? Yeah, I'm watching some new things. Yeah, me too. I'll go me first. Too. Speaking of Love Live Pucho, got me into some the mood for Love Live, and I finally started watching Love Live. Yeah, there may or may not be some manga gamer folks that are thrilled about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say I have a new guilty pleasure, because I don't think I will ever openly admit to watching Love Live. You just did. I know I did. I know I did. But but it's it's like it, it's such a guilty pleasure for someone like me because it's like yeah I watch a, a show about high school girls who want to be school idols and they sing and dance and they're really cute. Like I'll ever openly admit that to, to anybody in public. <laughs> Better than admitting to watching Glee. Huh. <laughs> Still haven't done that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> But, uh, no, the show is, like, super good. The animation is top-notch. And, uh, what they do for the idol segments is it's, like, half motion capture 3D animation. Mm-hmm. And it's really impressive. In the way that My Wife Who's Not Weird... In the way we do My Wife Who's Not Weird during the Uncanny Valley, we show Tribe Cool Crew. This one is that same exact respect, but the characters aren't as deformed so it looks a lot more natural, and it comes out so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is with Japan and motion capture, but they should stick to it, because it's good. Really? Yeah. Or at least for dancing it is. I think it's okay. Yeah. I really am not a huge fan of motion capture as far as... Well, as an, as an art form in, in general, but I think that it's definitely... No, no, and as an art form in general, I think it's awesome. But, I used to, I used like to want s- to be a motion capture But artist. even still, like in... I don't know, I just think it looks well, weird in, Japan, in anime. Well, okay, well... you can well, tell. What would you prefer? Would you prefer, like, the motion capture, or would you prefer something along the lines of, like, rotoscope? Uh, I kind of feel like they do some... I, I personally like rotoscope. Yeah, see, rotoscope... Yeah. You Some anime companies do, in fact, do rotoscope, but it's kind of a dated... Uh, it's a dated art now that motion capture is out. I just think it's weird that... <laughs> Aku no Hana, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's weird that... You have a show like Love Live, where there's this clear animation style, and then all of a sudden it goes to motion capture. There's no... Well, that's what they did for Tribe Cool Crew. I know. Yeah, there's no seam. Uh, but yeah. Uh, or like, or there's a big seam, I should say. That's there's why... No gentle tra- there's no gentle transition. Yeah, and I think that's where it catches everybody off guard. Regardless, though, the, the show is just so super cute and right. like so good. All the characters are awesome, except for maybe Nico. I'm not, I'm not really a fan of her. Uh... <laughs> But uh, every other character is just so good. Well written. 
the uh, the problem that I had with season one was they did this really cute thing the whole way through, and then the last three episodes they put in this super heavy emotional drama, mm-hmm. which threw everything off. Which I know that they usually do that in anime, anyways. But in this case, why not just stick to a really cute show? You know, yeah. That's that was my opinion. Um, other than that, they skipped over a lot of details, like how do they come up with their choreography? How do they write songs? Who writes the music for these songs? Like, I know one of one of the characters can play piano and sing, and she gets the the beats down. But they don't. They skip over the whole aspect. They of skip them. down the whole aspect of that studio mixed, and like them actually idol. them actually like making the music. Or? Yeah, like like the only aspect that you see is is um, one of the girls, uh, uh, Maki playing the piano. Right. And that's it. She plays the piano and she sings. And that's how they get the basic, but there's no studio recordings on how they mix down, like, the really heavy idol J-pop tracks. Like, none of that is ever shown. And then one of the girls, yeah, she makes costumes, but how does she make nine costumes within weeks of a show? You know, there's, mm-hmm. like, there's all those plot points that are, like, eh, we'll just skip over that and make a cute show, which I'm totally fine with. But you're that- speaking more from a realist perspective of... Oh, absolutely <laughs> I am, because I have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just plot holes. Yeah, it is. But it's just like but but the the creators of the show are saying shut up it's cute. <laughs> just just in the in the in the same respects of Mystery Science Theater which they're bringing it back by the way. Uh Mystery yeah. Science Theater, it's it's like it's just a show you should really just relax. Yeah. <laughs> they say that in their theme song. Yes. So, I got on the trends after we Jonathan and I were on the microsode for fighting games and arcade games on the Nerdy Show podcast, uh, which you should definitely go watch because it's this awesome episode where we talk. First, we talk about arcade games, right? Yeah, and then we talk about fighting games. Yeah, and then my, link in the description. Those are awesome. And then my mix was, hey, I, I started talking about Variable Geo, and Variable Geo was this wicked fun fighting game. Jonathan and I got to play it at a convention one time. We were in a tournament. We almost won. Yeah, what's the plot of that? Okay, so the plot of Variable <laughs> Geo is um, they take you take your best cafe maid or your cafe waitress. It's waitress battles. And you battle each other. But if a waitress loses, she must submit to whatever... The victor says. The vic- no, not even, like, because the anime itself, that's the anime I'm watching, spoiler, um, <laughs> is, I, I forget how the, it's stupid, but that's how it goes, you know, and so, of course, it always ends up with, you know, nudity and, you know, people stripping the fighters, whatever. Yeah, well, how come it's like, you could do, you could make this person do whatever you want. You could have them give you, give them their entire life's fortune to you. But no, you okay. have to strip for me. Okay, <laughs> so, no, in the anime, now, I know people are familiar with Variable Geo out there, and just to be clear, I am not watching Variable Geo Neo, which is the hentai. <laughs> I'm watching, I am watching Variable Geo, which is the OVA anime. There's three episodes. Uh, and it actually features the fighting game characters. I don't think Neo does. I've, I don't know. Yeah. Which um, is wait, how do you go from OVA to hentai? Is it like usually the other way around? Uh, yeah, kind of. But <laughs> but how do you also go from game to OVA too? That's <laughs> that's very rarely ever seen. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, not um, impossible, but rarely. So I'm uh, I'm watching Variable Geo. And that's essentially what it is. It's it has a cast of really cool characters. Of course, it's really fan servicey because it's like, oh, I've lost this battle. Take off my clothes. <laughs> um, now there's no sex in it like there is in the 
in the hentai, obviously, but there is nudity. Uh, and it was really weird, like, after the first fight, they did this whole censorship thing where the character stripped, but it censored all of the naughty bits with, you know, the ring and uh, laces and whatever. But then after that scene, everybody was just naked, there was no censorship. Huh. Anyway, like they, it's almost like they made the decision halfway through the production. Like, well, maybe they were gonna make it into an anime, but they're like, oh crap, we're out of budget. Let's yeah. just make an OVA. <laughs> maybe I don't know, but it was really bizarre. Uh, so that's what I'm watching there. But I'm also reading Love Hina. Uh, so John, uh, Jonathan, yes. Jonathan, you finished your adventure of reading Love Hina. Now I'm borrowing your mangas and I'm reading Love Hina as well. Because we both watch the anime, we both love the anime very dearly. As you know, Jonathan and I are a huge fan of the harem genre, especially classic harems. I'm reading Love Hina now. I'm about halfway through. I only have two of the ominous, uh, uh, omnibus. omnibuses. <laughs> I only have two of those left. And I'm really excited to see how it actually ends. I'm finally going to be able to get the true ending of Love Hina. All right, so let me see. For the anime that I'm currently watching, of course I'm watching One Punch Man. I feel like that's like probably turning into one of the best anime series of the year. Yes. You got some great animation. You got some amazing comedy. It's just the whole premise of him just being a superhero because he just wants to have fun doing it. Not he because just he wants like to see. It. Yeah, he just feels like doing it. And not to <laughs> <laughs> not to mention, it feels like people are like slowly thinking that he's actually turning more into a bad guy where that's not really the case he's just super strong and can't control his strength yeah it's basically it's basically you know everybody fears it so well that's just it everybody yeah. fears him you know so they think he's a bad guy right but i've been really liking it i'm, I'm a little bit disappointed it's going to be only 12 episodes but at the same time hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's they're probably going to be just twelve episodes of pure badassery. Yeah, but also there's very well possibility that they could come up with the awkward title of One Punch Man Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you also have to remember that that one One Punch Man started as a web comic, yeah, and, and got released as a larger thing, almost like Italia, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and the better version of Italia, and then. After he became a published mangaka, not just a webcomic one, it's not that far in. Every episode is like three or four chapters of One Punch Man, and they're only up to not that many. Huh. It's it's probably going to catch up almost. So probably what might happen is they'll stop at the 12 episodes, and then when they do more chapters and they got enough material from that, maybe they might do a second season. 
Yeah, exactly. and so it'll, because it'll, because Super Saiyan power ups are not One Punch Man style, so they can't do an entire episode of charge ups while they write more manga. Correct. I think it's a monthly manga, so it comes out. It's so it's gonna uh, be a while. Really slow. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a while before we see a One Punch Man two. But the way that One Punch Man is going right now, it's just an amazing series. Plus, it's done by Madhouse, and Madhouse yeah. is. Mad, I, I'm just going to go and say I think Madhouse is my favorite production studio from Japan. They are the balls. I really? Love, yes, I, I, will, I will absolutely Even say that. Even more Madhouse. so than Trigger? Yeah, you know, I'm going to say yes because Trigger is different and I absolutely love and adore Trigger. But Madhouse has, one, made all of – a lot, I should say, a lot of my favorite shows. And two, their style really matches up with mine. Yeah. So, like, if I wanted to turn one of my comics or one of my ideas, artworks, into an animation, I would go to them. Yeah. So, there's this other show I've been watching on Crunchyroll. It's this sort of, like, I don't know what I call it, Guilty Pleasure, but it's, I just find it really funny. It's called Lovely Muko, and it's about a Shiba Inu and his, um, and his owner, Kumatsu, huh. and it's just living in this glass-blowing place, and it's just... It's, it's like, right kind of stupid. And they, they get this whole, like, mentality of a dog really well in this show. It, it's funny. It's silly. It's... The only downside is the animation is, like, really bad. Because it's a mixture of, like, CGI and cell shade. And uh-huh. it doesn't look that good. Is this one of those three-minute ones? No, no. It's actually a 12-minute one. Oh, okay. Well, it's still a short anime, which are there are a lot of those this season. But yeah, I, despite the animation, I just think it's as someone who owns a dog. I nice. feel like this is a show yeah. where you have to own a dog to realize how funny of a show this is. Oh, maybe we should check it out then. Yeah, it's kind of like Cheese Sweet Home, except instead of cat lovers, it's dog lovers. Yeah. No, yeah, actually, that's a good analogy there. Okay, cool. Now you have, you just mentioned like two or three minute episode shows. Um, I've been watching one called Komori-san. Won't won't decline i think it's yeah, called i've been watching that too i think it's pretty funny i mean i wish it was a little bit longer than two minutes i wish maybe it was more of the length of like italia like a five or six minute show yeah because i feel like because... they i feel like they could like they could build more onto the comedic aspect of her unable to decline any sort of task that she's given or asked to do yeah there's most certainly not enough time to get a good amount of information there to create a good joke. However, the newest episodes that have come out, like the past two episodes, where they with the boy character, the, where they introduced the male character, has immensely made the story. No, better. I agree. I think it's a lot more adorable now because there's a bit of a love interest for Komori-san. Yeah, where where Komori she can't decline, and she's like this really tall, you know good looking for Japanese standard <laughs> female with this really short unappealing boy who wants to help but nobody will ask him. Yeah, it's actually really adorable. So, it reminds me of um It is. Actually kind of reminds me of that what was it called? Lovecom where it was the really tall girl and the guy kind of like who wanted to fall in love with one another. I don't recall that one actually. All right. <laughs> and that's all I can really say because I only saw like a couple episodes of it, so I can't really say whether or not it's a good show. They kind of have the same relationship between uh, what are those two characters from uh, from Nozaki Kun, the uh, the tall female who always plays <laughs> male characters on stage and the theater oh, director. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Well, those are their character descriptions, but I can't remember their names for the life of me right, right. now. Which, Nozaki-kun's coming out on DVD. And a yeah. You know what? Really? I may yeah. actually splurge on a limited edition. That's an actually really good limited edition that they have coming out. Wait, who's re- who's releasing uh, it? Sentai Filmworks. Sen- oh my gosh, I want to get my own copy. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, so you finally watched it. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, and it was friggin' amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, my my favorite episode was the uh, the dating sim episode where they were trying to figure out like how to do character development yeah. by playing dating sims, and then it just gets to the end of the segment where it finds out that the one that they wanted them to be with was the best friend who was helping them all along. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. right! I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a really good episode. Uh, I, I I don't know. I really Jonathan and I just every single time we see a Tanuki in any kind of media now, we just go Tanuki. that was the gag that like stuck in my head out of the entire thing it's just the funniest she has the funniest look on her face and is just so disgusted by all these tanukis in the well that was the humor of the whole show was that every character is just so disgusted by everything that the other characters say and it's not that other characters like every character has something that they're smart about in the show, but every character also has something that they're really dumb about in the show, which creates this amazing aesthetic. Like the guy who at first talks talks in a very bragging way, then all of a sudden is like, "Oh my god, why did I just say that?" <laughs> yeah, he compl- <laughs> and he also compliments people, so people will compliment him back because that's what he feeds off of. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, so good, so good. Andrew, you actually create an amazing transition earlier where you talked about One Punch Man, how you would want Madhouse to create, you know, something, one of your mediums yep. to see it as an anime. Well, that is a perfect transition into what we were talking about today, what we are talking about today in our Tapagachi, which is Wishful Adaptions. Now, the original was um, was requested by a fan, which I'm sorry, I apologize, I don't remember which fan it was because it was requested so long ago, like months ago, and we still haven't gotten to it, but uh, it was Wishful Manga Adaptions. So what mangas do you wish you saw in anime form, mm-hmm. which I have a ton of answers for, but also we could extend this to what media in general would we want to see as anime, because that would be super awesome, because we also, we've had the likes of uh, Batman the Dark Knight, and we've also had the Animatrix, and I loved all those. Oh, we also had Dante's Inferno and Dead Space in that. And we also had Interstellar 5555, which was based off of Daft Punk's Discovery album. Of course, which, more anime rock operas, please. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but let's start with what our fan has asked for, and what mangas do you want to see get adapted into anime? I have like two or three answers. I have one for now. I don't know if I've read too many, or I, I don't know how many I've read that aren't actually... Let me uh, sneak into my okay, archives. Okay, I'll start with mine, because this is the one... I have one that I wish they would continue, which I'll start with. I really wish Bones kept going with Soul Eater. Mm-hmm. No, that, that I agree. I feel like that they, what they should have done was do what they did with the Full Metal Alchemist. I mean, did Soul Eater really take a turn at the end? I don't really recall. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get very far in the manga, by the way, because I, I was watching the anime, and uh, I, I picked up the manga afterwards, and I started reading it, but then I fell off because I kind of ran out of money. <laughs> Oh, I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> oh, for my, for my, yeah, completely, yeah, of course. But yeah, my, I, I would love to see more Soul Eater. I, I would just want to see 
Because they're on vo 22 volumes right now of, of Soul Eater, which is so far beyond where the anime went. In 52 episodes. 52 episodes is what we got for Soul Eater, which is a ton. And uh, they could have gone so much farther. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to see it. I, I totally would have bought the entire series. Nice. I mean, they went on with Soul Leader Knot. And that's cute and all. But it, that was, again, a com its own series in itself. And I love Soul Leader Knot. But I wanted to see more original Soul Leader because there was just so much badass action. Yeah. And a lot of talking. Right. Yeah, too and much. And a lot of talking. Too much talking during battle. <laughs> Thank you, Soul Leader. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Shonen Anime. Yeah. I could deal with it, though. Because, uh... It, it 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 was it was cool. Like I, I like the characters and it. it was cool. Anyways, the the manga that I would want to see into an anime adaption, which is like my favorite manga that I've ever read ever. Mm -hmm. And I talked we talked about this on the manga episode that we had like a long time ago. We might have even still been in single digit episodes when we talked about the manga. So I haven't talked about this in a long time, but my favorite manga of all time is Change 123. It is a 60-chapter manga, so you could do... Yeah, you could do a single series and do You could do, do 26 whole, episodes. Yeah, and you do You could totally do show. the entire series in 26 episodes with 60 chapters. You'd have to cut out some stuff, probably. There's a lot of nudity in it. There's not a lot of nudity in it. There's some nudity in it. Yeah, well, I guess. It's, at the beginning, there's more nudity than at the end, yeah. but it's easily censored. Like, like easily, you can censor all the nudity. And then put it uncensored on Blu-ray. Yeah, and then make a Blu-ray release. <laughs> yeah, but... um. It, it, it was such a good series. Okay, so the series is about this kid who meets this girl. And uh, this kid, is he's like completely obsessed with Kamen Rider. Well, it's not called Kamen Rider in the series, but it's totally Kamen Rider. Uh, <laughs> and he meets this girl who, like, he finds her being harassed by these, these guys in an alleyway. And she's like this scared, timid girl. And then suddenly she turns into this badass chick and beats the crap out of all of them. And he comes <laughs> to find out that she has, quote-unquote, three dads who trained her in three specific martial arts. There was um, guns, there was uh, just karate, I think, and then one was, like, jujitsu. Jujitsu. Was it really guns? Yeah, one of them was guns. Uh, she was in guns and swords, so, like, oh. military aspect. And so... Hibiki is best girl. This, <laughs> yeah. is a, this is a harem, by the way, as well. Yeah, it's in, in a certain te sense. Technically a harm. Yeah. But, uh, so this girl is scared and timid. She was so scared and timid, and she was a pacifist, so she created split personalities for each one of her yeah, dad's training. Essentially, the training was supposed to be she's training, she's being trained to do all these things herself, but instead, split personalities came out of it. Yeah, which is like a mm -hmm. super cool thing that they did, and she can switch between the personalities depending on what situation she gets into. And there are, like, people who want to study her because, you know, she, she's she got this weird, you know, brain thing going on. And then there are people who want to try to kill her. Well, it's weird, too, because her physical appearance changes as well. Yeah. So, like, she's actually transforming. Which I guess isn't completely scientifically inaccurate. It's it's actually, a, like, like, a real thing. They go extreme in the manga. Yeah, she looks course. like a completely different yeah. character. But if you think of other people who have split personalities, they can, like, change their facial structure. Like, their muscles will change to change who they are when they yeah. do, go into split personality. No, I'm I'm actually looking up this this right now, and they apparently did a drama CD of Change 1, 2, 3, and they had 
four different people voicing the character of Motoku, one for their normal character, and then three, and then one for each of our different personalities. Interesting. That's cool. That's really interesting. It makes sense. Well, because they, they didn't want, they probably didn't want the listeners to be uh, confused yeah, right. by, by who's actually speaking, yeah. but it also makes sense because that they are different characters. Like, they will be... Yeah. Hibiki is yeah. best girl. I, I highly recommend the series. It yeah. is so good. I, and I will agree with Jonathan. If this became an anime, it would be an instant buy. It is also one of the best mangas I've ever read. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's only 60... Like I said, only 60 chapters. Yeah, you're not... You wa- can put time into Yeah, it. you're not wasting your time by finding it. And the ending is awesome. Like, yeah. Like, oh, that was yeah. one of the things I loved about it. The ending was so good. It has a satisfying ending. Super. It's It's, it's so good. It's so... An, a, a series that actually has an ending, a good ending, and the overall ar- arcing series is really great. I agree, Jonathan. It was a great action series. I, I think that if a, ser- a yeah. studio like Bones action. or Madhouse took it... Action, comedy, harem. Like, weird mix. But, but a cool. great mix. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Alright, who, who else? I, I have stuff. So, I've been checking out a couple of my old archive stuff, and one of them... Is actually one of our friends, uh, 40, Sarah from 42's Anime Reviews, uh, talks about this on her show. It's a manga called Tepu, mm-hmm. and it's a it's really cool because it's a mixed martial arts anime or manga, but it's about the bad guy essentially. So uh. this girl is this really mean bully type girl. Uh, she likes to pick on younger people, and so she ends up, in weird circumstances, ends up being in this club. You know, she doesn't want to be in the club, necessarily, but she wants to be there because she gets to hurt people. And so it's this whole girl-on-girl action, mixed martial arts thing, and it's really an interesting dynamic because she's mean, and I don't know, I it would make a really great action series, I believe. I'm going to read it more. I haven't read too, too much of it, but from what I've seen, I know for a fact that uh, it's really good. And it's Tepu, T-E-P-P-U. Next up is the one that I have to say is, you can actually read this on Crunchyroll. And so, on Crunchyroll, I'm currently reading one of the mangas called Is This Girl For Real? Uh, Do any of you know this one? Uh, You told me about it. No, I've never heard of it. Okay, so it's called Is This Girl For Real? And currently, Crunchyroll has five volumes of it. And essentially what it's about is about this high school boy who lives with his mother and his mother is a mangaka artist and the mother is looking for an assistant. And so they find this girl who really has no skill, no talent, is kind of a drunk and every time she gets drunk something really bizarre happens. She ends up at the house, she becomes less of an assistant and more of a housemaid, which is pretty funny, but she... Also gets herself into crazy situations with the kid because uh, because she likes to drink. And so he ends up being like, well, okay, you can't drink anymore because bad stuff happens. And then she's almost tortured by this because she loves to drink. And then there's this, there's a couple girls at school who seem to like him. And then he has his own weird things about who he likes and what's going on. It's a huge, weird comedy romance art-based show and it's only a manga at the moment and i would like to see it be animated into something it might be interesting so is this girl for real that's my answer Hmm. go read it on crunchyroll i will say though hey crunchyroll can you please make an easier cue for when we're reading manga i mean it's i i've i read this bookmark there's a bookmark yeah Yeah. there's a bookmark (laughs) because because the thing is is i um I read the manga on, you know, on the thing, 
And the only way I can find it, my space, is by finding how the chat, which chapter I ended on by, because it saves. On the top it. right hand corner of the app, while you're reading the manga, there is a there's a icon there. You click on that. That's a bookmark. Interesting. Because uh, well, I don't read it on the app. I read it on the website itself. Oh, okay. So I don't know if I see that feature. Well, well, you, when you brought up Crunchyroll made me think of a title that I read the couple chapters of it and it was pretty it's pretty funny interesting concept it's a it's called kiss him not me uh-huh and basically it's about this uh about this girl her name is Kaya and she is at first she's a little bit overweight and she's a big yaoi fanatic and then she winds up becoming skinny because one of her favorite fictional characters dies and she goes into a depression and doesn't eat for a week. And now she's, like, super attractive and, like, all these guys want her. And the only thing is she has no interest in dating any of them. She wants the guys to be dating each other. <laughs> what? <laughs> is she a Fujoshi? Yes, it sounds really crazy, but it's really funny. Oh, wow. I feel like this is one that actually has a chance of being adapted into an anime. They just released an audio drama back uh, early this year, so it does have a following. So there is a possibility that it could be adapted somewhere along the line. Now, the second one, this is a much older title, and I don't know if it'll ever, ever be licensed, or, or rather, I don't know if it'll be turned into anime, but... It was Ken Akamatsu's first manga, and it was called A.I. Love You. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Where the character of Hitoshi, he he creates a, a fictional girlfriend, a virtual girlfriend, and the virtual girlfriend actually comes to life. It's basically the anime or manga equivalent of weird science. Huh. I, I can dig that. You know, I actually, yeah, I, I never uh, read that one because did that one act? actually come out like released yeah tokyo in. pop yeah tokyo pop released it they did okay well that one is like super before my time of ken akamatsu so i never caught on to it like because that one was even before the love hina manga came out and i got on board with uh with ken akamatsu after the anime for negima had already finished yeah so okay. like i'm super late to the game <laughs> Um, you should, you know, I believe over at Harrison's, they may have some volumes of AI Love You yet, but, um, we gotta if you go can't back find it, I could, le- I could probably lend it to you. We gotta go back Harrison's there. Comics, Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I remember reading it, it's been, it's been over a decade since I've actually read it, because that's how long it's been, it was released when it came out. I bought it, like, as the volumes were coming out here in America. But just remember it being really funny, entertaining. The only downside is, as I mentioned, it's a little bit outdated because of the computer technology that was that they had back in the 90s compared to the technology that they have right now. Yeah, right. Unless, of course, they do a thing where they actually have the anime taking place in the 1990s. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, actually. No, that would be cool. Like, not a lot of people or a lot of anime series do that. They either update it to modern times or they just don't do it at all. Yeah, all the characters look like uh, from the lawn- they're from the Lawnmower Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if nobody's seen the Lawnmower... I, I, I highly doubt anybody has really seen the Lawnmower Man movie. Yeah, so better, like- better comparison would be Reboot. Yeah, the right. right. Reboot. <laughs> well, Reboot was good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, supposedly reboots coming back, but they've been saying they've that. been saying that for years. They've been saying that for years. Yeah, it's so hard. I I wonder if if that fact 
has been misconstrued by everybody just because of the fact the name of the show is Reboot. So, like, everybody, like, anytime a Reboot article comes out, they're like, ah, they're rebooting! <laughs> I actually thought of, of something that I would love to see as an anime, and this one is actually inspired by a Tumblr post. Some of you might already know what I'm talking about. There's this Tumblr post that goes around online all the time where somebody's like, I really want to see an anime where the main character is born with different colored hair. So she's dest- she, he or she is destined to be a main character of an anime. So they spend the entire series of the anime trying to avoid cliche anime situations to stop themselves from being the main character of their own anime life. <laughs> that, to me, like, I saw that post and that to me was just like, that is a brilliant idea. Like, whoever whoever came up with that idea, throw that money at somebody. You know, like, give them that idea and run with it because it is a brilliant idea. So, like, they, they get transferred to a new school, let's say, and the only seat is the one in the back corner of the classroom. And then, like, they're like, no, I don't want to sit in the back corner of the classroom there. So they, they sit in a different seat, but then, like, one of the characters in the classroom is, like, a secret princess or something like that. And she's super beautiful and wants to date the main character but he doesn't want to date her because it's like, no, you're going to take me on some crazy adventure. Things like that could happen all the time. Can you imagine uh, an anime that got created because of a Tumblr post? Oh, the age of the internet. Yeah. That, that sounds may like... happen. I, I, I can predict that that's going to happen somewhere along the line. That sounds like a very Tumblr thing to do. <laughs> and then everybody would get offended. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> would this be a good transition into what we would want to see adapted into anime? Yeah, it would be. Because I, we did have this discussion during dinner before the concert where I had this concept back when Electric Sister was thinking was trying to get a magazine off the ground but it never went past three issues Bummer. um yeah but I had this idea for a a quarterly segment called From Vinyl to Ink where I would take an album or like a concept album and convince people why it should be turned into an anime and for this for this test article, I did for an album called "The Hazards of Love" by the folk rock band The Decemberists. The story has a very very Miyazaki sort of feel to it. There's there's this character named Margaret. She finds an injured fawn. The fawn finds out being a shapeshifter, changes to a young man. They fall in love. Margaret becomes pregnant, and she flees to the forest to find William, but she gets kidnapped by this by this guy called the rake who is like a widower he's a philanderer he finds he find out that his his wife died during childbirth and he took it out on his kids and murdered his kids and it's it's very very complex but it's a it's an album that would be amazing to see in a visual format and Mm -hmm. this is all this story takes place on one album correct yes that actually sounds really cool yeah, I don't want to spoil too much about the story because because I want people to listen to the album. But at the same time, you got this is this is something that initially, from what I read, Colin Malloy, the the lead singer and guitarist for the band The Decembers, was trying to turn this into a musical. Ah. But the whole story became so like mystical and complex that he found it impossible to do to actually put it on stage. Yeah. To put it on stage, so I'm like, why don't you do it as an anime? Why don't you do it as an animated film? Yeah, or a comic book at least. Yeah, well, <laughs> or a manga. <laughs> yeah, or a manga. 
Well, the interesting thing is, back in 2012, they did find somebody in, like, Canada who actually did turn it into a stage adaptation. I don't know how it was, because I could never find pictures or video of it, but they managed to do that. But I still think that The Heritage of Love by the Decemberists would be a great album to transform into an anime. Yeah. Okay, so I know that this is a possibility, and it's been discussed but there's no hard evidence yet other than word of mouth. Monster Hunter. A Monster Hunter anime... I am shocked that you said that, Andrew. A Monster Hunter anime would be so freaking awesome. Uh, now, they are attempting to do like the Monster Hunter manga because uh, the writer and uh, illustrator of... By Udanya. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's something completely different. Uh, of Fairy Tale. That guy, he uh, yeah, he's doing yes. the mon- he's doing the Monster Hunter manga. Yes, you are you are correct. And it's okay, like it's not really Monster Hunter. I mean, it is Monster Hunter, and it's in that universe. But uh, it- uh, uh, um, according to this, David Production, who did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, is doing a Monster Hunter anime that's going to be debuting next year. Yes, could you imagine? And- like David Production <laughs> has done everything JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Fist of the North Star. And could you imagine a Monster Hunter in that style? So, uh, and I'm really curious to see, like, how that would turn out. But as long as it's not like the manga, because yes, there's the manga, but it's done very shonen. And I wouldn't want to see a shonen Monster Hunter. I would want to see, I don't know, like an action Monster Hunter in a, in a certain way. And I don't want to focus on, you know, a journey of some sort. It would have to be... It's so confusing how they would do it correctly it's, because it's really hard to do it correctly. Because it's the game is about creating your own character and creating your own hunter, so it's about caring for that character that you created. Well, we do have like our fan Gerardo who last time when we did when we did the Harem episode, he sent us the pitch for a Monster Hunter Harem. Yes. So like you had a whole bunch of different Monster Hunters together as a troop probably far away from what you were looking for but even still it would be a really good series well according to this i'm i'm reading more into the story because it came out in because this news came out in september that it's going to be based off of monster hunter stories really ah. so it's, it's probably going to be a short anime then yeah that's a possibility i think it could be I, like a, it could be like a seven minute short yeah if it was, any, if it was yeah. any longer than a, any shorter than a seven minute you wouldn't get enough information like you're right it could be it's, it's possible it could be a three minute but i don't know well, there's a lot of uh, different things that they could finish. Like, they never finished Gantz. They never even started with Gantz. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> and, not, like I, and, and even though I'm saying that, would I watch it? Probably not. Yeah, Gantz was a really bad anime. Gantz also never, <laughs> never really got any better as a manga either. Uh, I read all 350 chapters of it, mind you. But... Uh, yeah, we're not just hating here. Yeah, I, I read the entire thing of the manga, and the anime doesn't even start the, the story for it at all. It, like, ends at maybe chapter 75. And <laughs> then you get into this whole thing. Uh, the main character's brother is a vampire, <laughs> and there's, like, this vampire troop that's taking down all the Gantz people, and then... The Gantz machines bring this alien race that put the Gantz machines on Earth, and then all the Gantz people get, ab- or all the pe- all the people of Earth get abducted uh, to these aliens. All the Gantz people have to fight the aliens with their own technology, and they're like these giant monster 
like giant aliens and don't some of like the main characters die and then they come back and then they die again or something well yeah because with the gans <laughs> machines when you get 100 points you can make you can either bring one person back from the dead you can upgrade one piece of your armor or you can be set free and uh there's one point like all the characters that die at the end of the anime spoilers who cares shut up uh they, <laughs> there's one point in the manga where uh, the main character, he gets, like, 200 points in uh, in one round because he gets, like, super badass, and then he, like, kills all the aliens. He gets, like, 200 points, so he, instead of setting himself free, he brings back the two main characters who died. That was Kei and Kato. Kei and Kato died? Yes. Okay. That is correct, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Shut up. It's it, the, the, the series sucks. Man, I remember that Kei, like, got like eaten by acid like in like half of her body yeah she like, was she was hugging she was hugging uh the the other guy kato like, Kat, yeah hugging he, he kato. Got stabbed through the heart yeah but but like she saved kato and she's hugging him and is like confessing her love to him while she, she, her back is being eaten away and like her spine gets exposed and then she gets like cut in half because the acid eats all the way through and she's like i love you i'm not in pain at all you know <laughs> so yeah Totally messed up. Maybe I'll read it now that it's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, now I can just, like, go through it and hammer through it. And oh. Especially because you said that, like, half of the chapters are just straight action and no dialogue. Oh, you can my just, like, gosh. You can just burn through they, them. They fought this one monster. It was actually the chapter, like, the chapter that led the characters being brought back to life because it was a 100-point monster. It was, like, 70 chapters long that they fought this monster, and it sucked. It was so bad. Well, it's it's kind of like this is totally off the topic of what we. Originally no, it's not with. because I originally said they should finish Gantz. Yeah. Well, but it, <laughs> yeah. it kind of then I'm gonna go off topic, and that kind of sounds like what they're doing with Bleach right now. Like uh, Victor is reading Bleach, and he's just like, I don't think he knows what he's doing with the series. Like, he's just creating battles now. And it doesn't make any sense to the story. And I think it's because he's at writer's block and he just doesn't know what to do with Bleach anymore. So he, and because he has to do it week by week, he's just like, I'll write a fight real quick. Yeah, and just finish it. Like, yeah. just finish. Like, if you can't think of something to do with Bleach, just end the story, mm -hmm. you know? But he can't. Now he's in this, now he's in this writing hole where he, where, like, I mean, like the, the, the anime ended. I wonder if it actually ended though. I don't know. I don't know. I never. I never took, put in the effort to finish it. We're still on episode. We're still on episode seventy because it's too long. What a way to finish that conversation <laughs> Just on a topic that had nothing to do with what we started with. Well, yeah, that's usually what we do on the show. We wait till everything falls apart and then we move on. That's right. So uh, we don't have any uh, fan service for you guys. Why do you guys hate us? <laughs> You're not listening anymore. Uh, no, that's fine. That's totally cool. Less work for us, but we love you guys. So. <laughs> Thank you for listening. So cut that out. Edit it. No way. Staying in. What are you talking about? Uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. Now we we're going to get a whole bunch of fan service like, for next week. It's like, oh, this is way too much. <laughs> I know. Everybody's like, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. send anything to you. We're going to be reading a whole bunch of apology, <laughs> apology messages. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't support you. Yeah, and just so you guys know, we read every email and we respond to them as quickly as possible. Even, even if, if they it, don't make the show. And even if it is two weeks later yeah, that we right. respond to your email. Right. Uh, we right. read every single one of them and we love hearing from you guys. So if you guys want to join in on the conversation and if you want to email us about what you would love to... Actually, this would be a really good one topic yeah. for fans to join in on. Because it will probably give me some good ideas for manga to read. Yeah, uh, and I know we've discussed this before with a lot of our fans, um, but what would you guys like to see? And... 
anything. You know, we talked about musical albums that could be turned into animated operas, and we've <laughs> talked about mangas, what have you. Email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we have news stories and things we're doing, conventions, and funny things we find from around the internet. Plus, you can also talk to us there. And hey, you can also find us at nerdyshow.com. If you're not listening to the podcast there right now, that's nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where you can also find the podcast on soundcloud.com slash wickedanime and on itunes.com. And hey, you can also find us at YouTube.com, where we have our video section of Wicked Anime. That's YouTube.com slash Wicked Anime Reviews. We do have videos in the work. We were talking about it. We have some ShadowCon stuff. We have some interviews. We have some funny food videos that are going to be popping up soon. And hey, maybe we'll even jump back on to some Japanese culture things. We definitely have those episodes written. We just don't have them recorded. Ha! Woo! Yay! <laughs> Frequently releasing episodes. Not lazy, hashtag. <laughs> Oh, hashtag not even in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you can find us at all other places around the internet. We have Twitter. You can tweet at us, at YoWickedAnime. Where you can use hashtags, which I hate. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you can find us at Tumblr.com. That's WickedAnime.Tumblr.com. You can find us on Twitch, where we stream, or we, we will be streaming once that is officially all put together and the games that we want to play are out. Yeah, we got some fans following us, and they're like, just, I don't know, yep, why, they're just I don't know why I followed you. There's they're just there. lying in wait, you know? And that's <laughs> twitch.com slash wickedannaplay. That's wickedanniplay. As in play video games, idiot. Yep. Yeah. And if you guys pay attention to Facebook, you can also find out when you can join in on Monster Hunter Weekends. Hey, we're about to actually do a Monster Hunter Weekend, like, right now. Like in an hour. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll uh, maybe we'll see a couple of our fans there. But, hey, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. I suppose that's it, so we should say so long in the only way we know how. So long! Bye! Bye. Try doing what I did. Think outside the box. Is there an is there a musical music album that you think would be an awesome anime? Speaking of which, I got my I finally got myself a uh, a Fully Cooly OST. That would make a good anime. <laughs> yeah, I totally <laughs> would. The Fully Cooly OST yeah. would make a great anime. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes. Or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships.
You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.